Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. It was a disappointing draw against Everton this past weekend as the Reds had their chances to put the game away. However, could not find the back of the net more than once and failed to take all three points at Anfield. Controlled most of the match, but gave up a controversial penalty, which we'll get into uh, late in the game, about like the 77th minute. And Rooney buried it down the middle to to see Everton equalize, and and uh, therefore the draw is pretty crazy. Boys, they celebrated like they had just won some silverware. I know it's been a while since they they had won some, so most of them might not remember, but uh, seemed like it was a big big <laughs> win for them. And I mean, basically, I guess it is their their cup final, I suppose. So. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into a review of the match, uh, talk about the squad back to front. We're going to go ahead and get into our seat index ratings, and we'll get into a, a little bit of the preview of the West Brom game coming up midweek here. So with me tonight, I've got the boys on the coast. I got in New York, Brian Painter. Paints, what's going on, man? What's up, Joey? Glad to be back. Uh, wish I was coming back on better terms, but uh, we'll take it and uh, glad to be back. There we go. And I got in Orange County. I got the I got the West Coast boys. We got Jeff Hallett and Jimbo Torrejon. Guys, it's uh, has it been snowing there like it, it was here today? And I know Payne's got some a little early in the week. How is it over there? And, and it's beautiful. We're in the same room so we can make hand signals, not talk over each other. It's a new talk on experience. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Jeff was like, I'm going to go first. And I was like, yeah. And you heard none of it. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got me into the Canarian Blue studio. It's like more Brazilian here. Uh, what are you talking about? There's a Liverpool flag right behind you, sir. It's true, it's true but but it's Bahia. Right, is there a little samba going on over there? <laughs> you'll, you'll never samba alone. You know this. Of course. Brilliant. Well, I'm sure I know what it was. It was crazy that it was actually snowing in Texas, I think, this week, too. So yeah, I heard that. It was uh, weird. Yeah, next, next it's LA. There you go, gents. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. First, before we get talk, uh, get talking about the squad, let's go ahead and mention some things about the manager first, Big Yergs. Um, the team selection, definitely different than what we were used to. A lot of talk about rotation of the squad, and it's a, a bit controversial right now in terms of, yes, it's, it's great to have hindsight, but a lot of people actually before the game weren't too happy with that lineup. Uh, Jeff, what do you think, man? Is it a case of we need to be rotating players? This is how we're doing it this year because we have a deeper squad? Or, you know, should Dom Solanke not be starting in as big of a game as this was? Unfortunately, it's the penalty that determined the post-game conversation and our look at the game because Klopp is well-documented. He doesn't like, I mean, the Christmas season's a hectic schedule. He wishes it wasn't as hectic. So... He's got to rotate players, especially with European football. So I, we get all those things. But you make the mistake that Levern made or the ref's mistake, whichever camp you happen to be in. I happen to be in the latter. <laughs> you're forced to talk about rotation. Like, it had Liverpool been able to grind out the 1-0 win at home, you would think, like, we wouldn't be talking about this stuff. We'd be talking constructive criticism and looking ahead to the next week. It's all fine. But instead... The mistake happened and Lovren for, for his sake, for in his defense, which never happens on this pod, but I'm going to give it a shot. He was having a decent game up to that point, but with the mistake, with the putting hands on Calvert Lewin's back, like it, it was seen from half, half pitch, you know, Paulson had, had a perfect view of it and he went down. That was it. And then, so Lovren is now, he's atonable for three mistakes like this, like all three mistakes that led to Penn for Liverpool now ranks second in the Premier league are him. So that's unfortunate. That, that is the, that is the discussion line coming away from the match. Yeah, it's, it was a mistake. Um, I, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and talk about that in just a bit. Um, you know, it's definitely easily the most, you know, controversial topic of the entire game 
a lot of different pundits and a lot of different people out there on social media have been saying completely different things. It seems almost half and half at this point. So we'll go ahead and talk about that in just a bit. But before we do, Jimbo, what did you think of, of Klopp's squad selection, uh, his first 11 this game? You know, I have a couple of thoughts when it comes to squad selection here. Third winter that Klopp's been in England, we've seen him trying to learn from his mistakes. So your first thought is, great, you're starting to rotate, something that we definitely had small complaints about first season, second season. Why do you have to rotate against Everton? Why do you have to rotate against Chelsea? You know, you can rotate against West Brom. Solanke definitely deserves a start. Give it to him against West Brom after we utterly dismantle Everton, which would be so much better for morale, which would be better for the team in in general. You won't have angry Klopp during Christmas. I mean, it would be better for everyone. Um, you know, I saw some some of the, the notes that you had in, in your write-up, Joey. You know, Moreno obviously out because of an injury. You know, unfortunately, uh, his injury, his ankle injury against Spartak. I think I saw um, notes saying that he might even miss some of the the matches in um, during the Christmas period, which would be very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, same thing with Joel Maltip. He um, he's still injured. He's uh, always injured, yeah. isn't he, Jim? Yeah, he's got a muscle injury again, and it's very unfortunate that we're seeing this. It's it's like you get what I would consider a very decent center back who went on form, does an excellent job. When he's not on form, I would say he's still a good six or a seven performance. He just can't put it in the back of the net, unfortunately, as Jeff has mentioned many, many, many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, he's always injured. And uh, this time, again, it's a muscle injury, which are the worst. Um, I think Klopp earlier in, in the month had said he was hoping he might come back early, but he got injured early December. He said a month. That means sometime around January. So we might see him come in for that Christmas foray, but we, we have mm-hmm. no idea. I think the rotation's a good idea. I just don't know if this was the right game to do it. Bobby and Coutinho have already played in multiple Derby matches. It's not like this is the first time that they're playing in this type well, of environment. Coutinho scored against them before too. So Exactly. So if, if this was their first season, it's, it's snowing. Brazilians don't normally play in the snow. I understand. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. But they've already played in this type of match multiple times. They have the experience. I think I read somewhere that Coutinho, rightfully so in my opinion, was somewhat annoyed that he was not starting in this match, this important match. I can't, I can't fault him for that. So, but on the other hand, and I'm sorry, I'm a little long-winded here. Um, I like to see Henderson. I like to see Solanke. I like to see Ox in this type of match. It's a very English type of match, and I feel like they did an sure. okay job for this. They were definitely up for it. Henderson was definitely up for this match. Maybe not the best performance again, but they were up for this match. And again, up until Mane didn't square, which we'll talk about later, and up until the penalty decision. You could have very easily said, hey, nice job. You, you you rotated just fine. We got the result. We grinded out a result at home against a very tough, well, tough opponent as in being it's Everton. But at the same time, you know, now we can move forward and everybody's more rested. Yeah, good points there, Jimmy. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of maybe having Dom start in the West Brom game and keeping Firmino up top, especially with how he's been on, you know, his run of form recently. It, you do have to rotate and I do understand the argument for that. It was nice to see Ox in the game. You know, if he wants to be an integral part of the squad, it was good to see him get a run, you know, his first taste of kind of what this rivalry is like. Uh, so was, I thought he actually had a pretty damn good performance. He had uh, a volley that was just wide and and just, I thought in general, he, he does go missing sometimes in part of games, but I thought overall he had a pretty good performance uh, for fuck's sake. I mean, Danny Ings got some minutes, Painter. What, I mean, what is going on here? Talk about <laughs> ros- talk about squad rotation. It was really good to see him back. I mean, and, you know, I feel like Danny, out of anyone, is going to be work just as hard as the next guy, you know, against, uh, you know, Everton in, in this type of game. So, Paints, your squad assessment uh, of Klopp's decision here, and it maybe includes some of his subs because, yeah, you know, he, he brought Ings in, um, you know, and it just... It didn't do too much, I guess you could say. Sturridge wasn't available, so it's kind of who do you who do you put up there? Well, I, I'm I'm pissed from. I was pissed when the team sheet came out. I was pissed throughout the match. I was pissed when Rooney scored his equalizer, which was a soft penalty. I know I, 
we've debated this off penalty, but it was still given, so it's still penalty. My my issue my issue is this is a second game, big game in a row where Klopp has not put out his best side. He didn't do it against Chelsea. He didn't do it against Everton. If you're going to rest players, rest them against West Brom midweek. Do not rest them in the Merseyside Derby. I'm sorry, like, he got it wrong. And I get that Coutinho and Firmino and and Genie and all these players need time off uh, so that they can be, you know, 100% and and play through the busy Christmas period. But fuck me, like, you got to play your best side in one of the games that matters the most to the supporters. And I guess that's what really chaps my ass more than anything is it's one thing to substitute and to rotate. And I think everybody on this pod and everybody in the Liverpool nation is in 100% agreement around rotation. We saw it last season when we didn't rotate what happened. However, this isn't the game to rotate. That Everton side was so fucking bad. They, I, it, it, it was arguably the worst Everton side to come to Anfield in, you know, my adult life. I, I don't know. I, they, they played completely passive the entire match. They, I mean, fuck, they were, they were wasting time and the opening kickoff. Yeah, right. You know, with Big Sam coming in there, too, it's just going to be a lot of long ball now, too. And now that it's Pickford back there, uh, you know, he's going to throw long balls up all day, which really did slow the game down, too. I mean, they, was, they wasted they, they wasted eight seconds on the opening kickoff. They, like, faked the open, opening kickoff, and then they had to reset it and replay it, and then they came back and kicked it off. And I was just like, wait a second, are you fucking kidding me? And then Pickford, his first three kicks, one of them was Mignolet. The other, the other couple were out of bounds. I mean, granted, he can kick the shit out of the ball, but oh my god, it was, it was just a terrible Everton side from the word go. And you put Firmino and Coutinho in there, and maybe we take chances. Maybe we don't have to worry about Mane crossing it because we take other chances. I, I, I just, I just don't understand the rationale for rotating players in your biggest games. Like if Solanke starts against West Brom, nobody, and I mean nobody, is questioning it. If Solanke starts against Everton and Firmino's on the bench, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? So in my opinion, I I think he got it wrong. Um, However, to Jeff's point, if they come out and they win, you know, 1-0 or 2-0, then you're probably sitting there saying like, wow, that was a masterclass. It was a stroke of genius, but I don't think you take that gamble or you don't take that risk right. with, with it, it in the Merseyside Derby. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm a little bit pissy about it. I'm glad to see Danny Ings finally get some first team minutes. Um, that was all well and good. I thought his substitutions were awful, like absolutely awful. Um, I know you want to put Coutinho and Firmino on and stuff like that, but I just I I just didn't get I just didn't get the entire game plan. I'm sorry. Yeah, the the problem I think was as well is that Sturridge wasn't available for this game because if he was, this was the, the exact type of game I want to see him in when, you know, you need you just feel like he's going to put one past them no matter what. So, um huge miss especially off the bench. He just wasn't even in in the squad or on the bench. Um and you know, G didn't play. I thought this was a perfect game for Emery to come. I mean, stay in the side because he is that big type of presence. We'll, we'll go ahead and get into that in the midfield when we move up there. But let's go ahead and start with the defense, guys. Jimbo. Do we uh, have to? Yeah, might as well start off with it, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into it soon enough anyway. So he is a scapegoat for sure. But then again, a lot of people do the same thing to Moreno. And so I'm not here to to have any type of agenda, even though it's been well documented (laughs) in the past. That'd be a first. (laughs) What I will say to begin with is that I thought Calvert-Lewin, he definitely went into Lovren, like he knew what he was doing and then he embellished. It was was a smart by a a very young player. Like it was, I would have wanted my player to do the same thing. I, I totally get that. And that's definitely what caused the penalty. 
Uh, my only gripe is that Lovren, his positioning was too close to him. And then why even have your hands up? Don't even give the ref the the ability, the the chance to blow the whistle because like, no matter, even if you didn't really give him a big push, the fact that your arms were there and it extended a little bit in terms of where the referee was, he wasn't in the best of angles, but where he was, it does look like a push. So it was a soft, soft penalty, but he gave him the chance to do so. So that's Jimmy where I'm coming from. I don't know if you have a different perspective, you know, about the whole thing in general. No, not at all. Actually, that's exactly my perspective. Jeff and I just went at it on, on our Slack group chat at least for 24 hours, actually to the point where Brian's like, let's just shut up guys. No, no, it's still going on. No, it's still going. Okay. No, (laughs) Joey, you're absolutely right. Had, let's just go back here. Had Suarez done this, to Everton, we would all be here. Who cares if it's a soft penalty? It's a smart, smart thing for him to do. You know that Lovren's 100%. weak. You're, you know that Lovren's weak mentally. You know that Lovren is not making smart decisions at almost any point in his career for Liverpool right now. If you feel someone on your your hands on your back in the 18-yard box, if all and then the other thing that he did was he crossed over in front of him, right? Which is always a smart thing to yeah. do. That's always what they teach you. If Lovren's there and he puts his hand on him, what else do you expect? Do you expect it not to be a pen in that type of match? Just And I know Jeff has said it's this type of match. It's a derby. You let things go. Not when it's a clear-cut penalty for me. Not there. And I actually, I don't remember when. I wish I do. During the match, I remember at one point, and maybe Brian remembers this, I started to talk about how I don't think Lovren is strong enough mentally. He's not in the right frame of mind to be playing in this match. And I think even you, Brian, said... That's really positive of you to say, Jimmy, because this was when <laughs> when Liverpool were up 1-0. And I said, no, no, something's going to happen here. It's going to be Lovren's fault. I hope I'm wrong. And then like 10, 15 minutes later, this happened. I'm in my room all by myself. I'm like, oh, there you go. There's Lovren doing his thing again. Yeah, it's... This is where the talk on curse comes from. Brutal, but yeah, Jeff, I mean, over to you, because I know you have a, a different perspective. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just... It, it just seems to always happen to the guy, you know, it's, it's, he, he goes on a run, you know, a nice run of form for four or five games. Then he'll have, you know, then he'll have an interview and then he'll have a stinker and then he'll go on a <laughs> nice run of four or five games. Then he'll have an interview saying how everyone's in form and how he's learning or, or get, you know, understanding whatever the tactics were that week. And then he has a fucking stinker. So it just, it, that's why I think it brings on the conversation, Jeff, of of people, certain people still thinking that he's good enough to play in the squad because, you know, just like you were saying, in, in his fairness, he was having a, a good game up until that point. But it just it always seems like he's susceptible to this type of stuff. I mean, it's it's almost like I don't want to say he's cursed. It's just he, he, he doesn't have it between the ears, man. He just he just can never learn, can he? Well, he just doesn't have the consistency with a big club. Some players can make that transition and thrive, Suarez, you name it. Like some players are ready for the big show and he clearly isn't, hasn't been, hasn't been able to show consistency and there's a reputation with him, right? That he's, it's not the first time he's made this mistake in a big game at a big moment. When was the other time, Jeff? Well, he's had, he's had two others. Uh, Did he commit a pen at Tottenham? I'm not talking about just club team. He did it in the 2014 World Cup. Against okay. Brazil. There you go. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Guys, what, what other examples do we need? Sorry, Jeff. Go no, keep there, on going. There's a million. That That's my point. Is like, I'm sure he was coached by Big Sam. Hey, check it out. <laughs> this Lovren guy. It doesn't matter what you do. Just make it look interesting and we'll get a pen out of it. And lo and behold, it happened. My only problem with it was, you know, this is a beautiful case for why replay. Why video replay in the game? On something that meaningful but, in the game, where Jeff, I don't, I don't, uh, Jeff, I don't think, I don't think you're you're, you're reversing that call on replay. You're not, be, you're not going to reverse that. One hundred percent. It's on so it. hard to reverse because, that. Be, I mean, here, because his mere hands are touching Calvin. No, but that, it's not just the hands. It's also when when he crossed in front of Lovren and there's some sort of contact there as well. That's it's, him. That's him falling to the ground. That's what that contact is. But I, but but you're not going to reverse that. It's kind of like uh, if you get uh, what is it? Uh, indisputable evidence. Yeah, it of has them to be. Reversing it has a to call. be. And, and 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 that there just wasn't it on any video I saw, and I watched probably 
that viewpoint 7,000 times in different forms and fashions. Yeah. And there is no way you're reversing that call. And Painter, you know why I think a little bit of that can be is that, you know, we were talking about in this type of game, the you know, the fouls you can commit. It wasn't really that chippy of a game. Yeah, there were a couple of dodgy tackles, like, you know, some some yellows, but nothing too like nothing too crazy aggressive or anything like that. So it was never kind of in the ref's mind from the beginning of the game, sort of what is your typical yellow in, you know, a Merseyside Derby and what, you know, is, is just a normal foul. And yes, I know it's in the box, but, you know, I, I feel like I, I can see that not being called. Maybe have there have been some some harder tackles maybe in the game earlier, some sure. harder fouls that dictated otherwise. But I mean, the, the bottom line, Painter, I think is, is that we just we know it was a penalty because he gave him the chance, whether you agree with it or not. Still you have don't. your hands on someone's back, and it just gives the referee a chance to. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't dispute that at all, Joey. You're right. He, he gave Levin produced the opportunity. There's no debate on that at all. All I'm saying is, Pawson, this is off of a counter. Everybody's running at full speed, including him, and he was in Liverpool's half, rushing towards where the foul is ultimately committed. It's the first chance Calvert got into the penalty area. So it's the first chance for everyone. He's do, everyone, including <laughs> including the color analysts. Yeah, I, I don't think they were in the penalty area full stop. Like Sorry. other than that, it point. was their one chance. They allow me to finish. So they were in there for the first time. Ref running at full speed. Like I don't think any of us can properly see what happens from distance, from 30, 40 yards, running at full speed. You just don't. Your body bounces. Like vision isn't perfect. That's all I'm saying. Like you should use video evidence to support a call like that. That's all I'm saying. And they will, actually. I think it pops, it goes into effect next summer, I believe so. I mean, next season, because they're going to be doing it at the World Cup. So this is the business case for it, right? These kind of situations, because it's stupid. Color analysts were all saying, not a pen, too soft. Uh, Calvert himself said to Carragher today, hey, I dived. So, I mean, it, it's not as clear cut as we all make it sound, but there's no debating that Lovren produced the situation that offered the penalty like it's his fault for putting him putting himself in that position not having the maturity in that kind of stage in that kind of environment to keep hands off keep hands behind your back do whatever you have to do pull a painter get stuck in but i mean <laughs> hands on him push him no that that was him yeah but but jeff i i look at it and i've played center back my entire career oh or, here we go well, it's not it's, it's not it's not really a career um it's more of a <laughs> it's more of, more of a hobby at this point, but uh, you you just got to know like he's going away from goal, like he, he's there's no threat there. Like if he just stands him up and doesn't put hands on back and doesn't give him an opportunity, like you just got to be a smarter defender. And you know my bigger issue with this is that Lovren put his hands on his back. My issue is that we had seventy nine percent possession. And we had scoring chance after scoring chance, and we didn't put them away. Yep. And whenever you don't put them away or put the team away, you leave yourself open to shit like this. Yep. And here, lo and behold, we should have been if, – if, if Monty tucks that one away, we probably go on to win, as I said in, in the Slack channel, five, six, you know, probably by four or five, six, nothing. Because then it just completely changes the game. But lo and behold, we don't do it. Mane selfish. And we don't have our best players out there. Because when you have 79% of the possession and we were getting chance after chance after chance, and you don't have the Coutinho, Firmino, um, you know, with Salah and Mane, you don't score those goals or you don't get those chances converted. And it just takes one stupid play, and we all know our defense is so error-prone. <clears throat> and I don't think that's going to change until you get Lovren out of the side. And unfortunately, he's not going to be out of the side for at least another month. Yep. And to your this point, Painter? Gonna, this, shit, this shit's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Let me, let me, let me just support his point. Three, you you got to blow him out three or four nothing. Yeah, Liverpool don't win 1-0. At home, away. 
We won once. No, we have we we have we won once. We we have we we have more seven zero wins than we do one zero wins, which is fucking well, well, retarded. Do you know how many we have this season? Uh, exactly one versus listless Crystal Palace under Frank DeBoer. Every other Burnley, like Chelsea at home, uh, Newcastle away, all one one. Why? Because one goal doesn't do it with this back line. Unless you yeah, swap that out, I mean, it's you got to have two goals. It's true, and what I think I actually would have done for this game would be to to play Trent at right back and move my boy, Big Joe Gomez, at center back. My man of the match, Big Joe. So we'll go ahead and talk about Big Joe in a second, but before we do... <laughs> I mean, do it now, Joey. You're, shout out, you're feeling it. Low-key shout-out to our Estonian fucking Cruyff back there. Klavan has actually had a couple of decent games right now So for us this season, so... I just want to say, Clavon, he is exactly what we expected, a four million pound center back from Augsburg, but he has not, I don't, he, he doesn't have any like calamitous mistakes. He just, he's a decent defender. And, you know, I thought in a big game, he, he had a pretty solid game. So low key shout out right there to my boy Ragnar. And now we'll move on to Joe Gomez. Gentlemen, <laughs> oof, finally, this is the performance I think we needed to see. Um, and I know, it's I feel like this is the first performance since because, you know, he was he was playing really well before his injury. Uh, I, I felt like this was kind of a, hey, you know, I'm here in this squad. You can't take me out if that means you take Lovren or Klavan out when Matip is healthy and I play center back. I feel like almost that that is what he's saying right now. And if that means moving Milner to, you know, your your second string or you're, you're off the bench uh, right back um, and move Trent to starting, you know, that that's fine with me because Trent has performed when we've asked him to. I'd rather have him play there right now and learn and make mistakes than keeping someone in the side like Lovren who, you know, is at the point where he's not really learning from his mistakes and, and move Joe there and have him do the same thing as Trent and have them grow next to each other as, as a right center back and, and uh, a right back. So, um, Let's go ahead, gentlemen, really quickly. If you have anything else to say on on Big Joe, I just I felt like this was the performance that we needed to see from him to to kind of say, oh yeah, that's that's the guy, that's who we got, and you know he's he's back now. So if anyone has anything, chime in. I mean, he's big. He's love it. He is. I guess he, I'm the only guy here that just no, no, is, no, like, has a man crush on Big Joe Gomez. I love, I love Joe Gomez. He played <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I, I don't. Does he deserve his own acronym? Hmm. Um, just, I don't know. I don't know though if you can really hold this one up as say Joe Gomez was amazing because they were completely abject going forward. <laughs> But I know he dealt with a lot of big balls. On a big game, you know, and, and this is a big game. He got in front of players. He was, I thought he was excellent other than the, the you know, he had a, a nice headed chance where he probably should have scored. But there's just, I, I think maybe it's just because I'm looking at our back line and I'm just seeing so much depression in the back line. And like Klein has been out the whole year. And yes, Trent is an up and coming prospect and he's going to be very good. But he's not the finished product. And that you could say the same thing about Joe Gomez. But when I look and see that we're starting Lovren and Klavan in our back four, and Joe Gomez sticks out out of everybody, and he's just you know recovering this season from that bad of an injury, it tells you something, I think, about him, as well as the back line as well. So when there's not too much positivity to look at, and you see someone who has maybe... I mean, Joe Gomez, he maybe only had... A, eight, maybe seven out of 10 game. But the fact that he had that and no, none of our defenders really have had much to that this year. I just thought it stood out. And so I thought I'd give it a mention. No, Joe, I think you're right. I think Joe, big Joe (laughs) Gomez had a, a very solid performance. It reminded me a little bit of, uh, sorry to fall back on international. That's more where I, I feel like he he had a good performance in the friendly against Brazil where he was very solid. Uh, He, I think here in this match in Derby, he was, Aggressive when he needed to be, not too aggressive, not overly aggressive, but enough to stamp his presence and his authority in the squad, even though, as Brian has mentioned, Everton was almost never on the on the attack, but doing a very good job. Definitely 
overshadowing the the <laughs> the rest of our defenders. I think Clavon did like a six or a seven, right? He was very solid. There wasn't much for him to do either way, but when there isn't much for you to do as a defense, the last thing you want to do is a mistake, which unfortunately we already saw. So that just makes everyone else look that much better. No, I agree. And I guess I would just say is that I thought he did pretty well offensively and that, you know, he's not a right back. He's played right back for us way right. more than he has center back. That's obvious, but he's not a right back. And the fact that he still can get forward and he had a couple of nice plays down the right hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, there's just a lot of, positive traits like it looks like he has a, a nice all-around game and he can develop into a really nice player so uh, i just thought it was a good game for him to to just show us what he can do um yeah you're right if anything and- joey if anything it just builds upon his confidence especially in the match of this caliber right it's 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 a derby match there's a lot of intense feelings going into it he had a good performance maybe even an impressive performance it's only going to help him in his development exactly um jeffrey any anything about Robertson? I thought he had a pretty decent game. Uh, nothing too spectacular. Had a couple good crosses in there. Um, had a, pl- a pass that was blocked on the line, but um, you know, I, I guess a, a solid performance. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, first thing you can say about Robertson is it, the moment wasn't too big for him. Where I thought it might have been for Big Dom, who I love, who I think all of us love. So Robertson was a solid call with Moreno out. Fair. Uh, his pace was there. His vision downfield was good. Um, his mm-hmm. crosses were hit and miss. I thought uh, the first assist, potential assist of the game was to Mane, but he slipped on the pitch because it was wet and it frozen, whatever. Yeah, right. Don't blame him <laughs> for that. So it, it's good that the moment wasn't too big for him. It, you know, was it exceptional? No, but it was, I, I would say, above average. You know, it's funny, uh, Jeff. You you say that in the way Joey just went on about Joe, which is totally fair. It's I'm not at that level with Robertson's performance in this match, but I was definitely much more impressed than I was with the rest of the back line with Robertson. As you mentioned, um, the occasion was not too big for him. I feel like he was offensively aggressive in times where nobody else was making a run. I feel like he was making runs. He was creating passes, trying to create something. His crosses definitely... Very hit or miss. We don't, although we have Solanke in the middle as our front man, there was, there was really nobody else who is ready and willing to accept those type of crosses, right? And Everton, all they did was sit back and wait to head those balls away. So after a while, Robertson's crosses just became too predictable and too easy for even the terrible, terrible <laughs> defense of Everton to manage. So just a little bit more creative after a while, Robertson. But I, you know what? He hasn't played in so long. He literally exactly was it. able to dust his boots off for the first time. They probably had an inch of dust on top of him. He was able to go out and run in the snow in the derby, and I think he did a good job. There was, again, like I said, he wasn't at fault for anything that created an opportunity for Everton from what I saw. So I, I'm actually pretty excited. Now, will we see him again against West Brom? I sure hope so. Um, will we see Milner come back into left back, which he did in Spartak when, when Moreno no. got injured? I hope not. I want to see Robertson play. I'm somewhat pest, uh, cautiously optimistic for what the future can hold for this young man. I'm not sure if he is at the level to be a Liverpool left-back starter. I'm not sure if he's there. But you know what? This was a good start. And again, on the big occasion, he did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I'm, I'm really excited to see him get some minutes. Obviously, you don't want to see Moreno injured with the way he's been playing this season. But it is nice to see Robertson get some minutes. It seems like for the first time in a while, we have two decent left backs, which never seemed to be what we had, you know, for a while now. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like you were saying, he, he had a, he had a solid game. Um, it's not really anything he's doing to keep him out of the side. It's just, I think Albie's form and how he's been playing and maybe that he's just been used to Klopp's tactics a little bit more. I know it's shocking to say I'll be reading the game and applying tactics to the game, but <laughs> he has been a lot more this season. Um, so again, you know, you won't find an Albi fan more more than a bigger Albi fan than I um, am. So, you know, good to see both of our left backs doing well right now. Let's go ahead and move on to the midfield. Jimmy Hendo, you thought you, you thought he had a pretty solid game. Um, was there? I, I thought Ox had a pretty solid game. Milner was up in the midfield. How did you you make of that midfield three that we had going on? Well, I was happy with Henderson 
maybe for the first 50, 50 minutes or so. I just, I you, what Henderson showed to me in the first few minutes of the game was he wanted to be that captain that we all are striving or we all are hoping for right now. Uh, I feel like he did a couple of uh, forward passes. Um, I think it was Ali on the Slack channel who actually said, it looks like it's possible that Henderson might have a good game because in the first 5, 10, 15 minutes, I feel like he was being very aggressive offensively. He was trying to dictate what was going to happen throughout the entire match. Then after that, I mean, it just went back to the same old, same old. Now, of course, the way Everton's set up, sometimes there's not much you can do. But how many times did I watch in that match where, you know what, uh, you know, switch it, switch it to the other side of the field. Or um, maybe somebody was making a run that in the end he decided to do the safe pass. And in the end, he was just too passive for me. And I'm a big Henderson fan, always been a big Henderson fan. And it was just disappointing to see that he didn't take that game, as we've already said multiple times on different occasions, he didn't take the game by the scruff of the neck, right? Uh, but I did mention that I thought that having Henderson and Ox on on the field was probably a good choice by Klopp in this type of match. Ox obviously has a lot of experience with derbies, Arsenal, Tottenham. He I feel like he relished this opportunity. Um, he contributed pretty well. I think you said that, Joey. And he it was unfortunate that he was the one who was taken off. And even though I'm a big Henderson fan, I would think that Henderson probably should have been the one who came off instead of uh, um, instead of Ox for the substitution, you know, I think it was like the 70th minute or whatever it was. Wrong decision there on the subs, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Yeah, Jimmy, agree with you there that I thought Ox would have stayed on, thought he had a pretty good performance painter. How have you made an Ox since he's been, you know, with Liverpool right now? I know he had a, a slow start, missed a couple of chances, but I think he's been playing pretty well for us as of late. Yeah, I mean, as of late, you're you're spot on. I think this is one of his best games by by far. I thought he, I thought he did himself well. I, you know, I didn't have any issues with Ox. Again, back to the substitutions. I thought Klopp got it wrong. I mean, you leave Slanky on. I think what did Slanky come off in like the 80th minute or something like that? 82nd. He came up. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's insane. Like not nothing against Dom, and I think he's going to be a a really good player for us and. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him develop, but I mean, not only did you start him, but you left him on so late, and then you've got you've got <clears throat> Ox is playing well. Henderson wasn't impacting the game whatsoever, and we can talk about Henderson until we're blue in the face. But the bottom line is, is that you know that wouldn't have been my sub, right? It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been Ox coming off. And that's why that's why I said earlier that I think he got his subs all wrong. I would have I would have liked to see maybe a Jean or a Genie come on for Henderson. I just didn't think Henderson was at the races. Uh, I you know I, I I agree with Jimmy. He came out of the blocks flying like he was he was dictating pace. He he was getting physical. He was getting stuck in. But as the game wore on, he just did not impact the game the way I would expect the Liverpool captain to. And to be fair, it's we're used to seeing Stevie G grab these games by the scruff of their neck and basically will us to win and take us over the finish line. And that's unfair to put on Jordan. But in the same respects, that's what we expect out of a Liverpool captain. So um, by and large, I thought Ox played great. I thought Henderson left me wanting uh, from time to time. And that he had, you know, five and a half, six out of ten type of performance. Um, so I was not doing cartwheels with with Henderson, but I thought Ox played really well. And I thought I think he's coming on. And I think he's starting to figure out what Klopp wants of him, what Klopp expects out of him. And I think he's going to be some signing uh come the end of the season. Yeah, let's hope so. And back to your substitution point, yeah, it was a little off. I mean Dom just, he, he had a, it was, a, it was an okay game. I mean, he had a ball that uh, was meant for Salah, that it was a good idea, but it didn't come off early in the game. I uh, ha- had a chance that was blocked. Um, but like, you know, if you're going to put Firmino in the 67th, why just not take him out straight swap for Dom? I know Salah, you know, he's been playing a lot, taking him out. Why just not? I know we don't have any wingers off the bench. You could definitely bring Coutinho in earlier in the 67th and with him if you want to put Coutinho on the wing. Um, even I thought, you know, Wijnaldum's played on the wing, even Trent can play on the wing. So 
it, it was a bit odd to to leave Solanke on that long. So let's go ahead and now move forward. Uh, speaking of Solanke and, and Salah and, and the games that they had, Jeffrey, Salah, just magical, just unbelievable turn. What a finish. The, the guy has been just lights out much more than we could have expected. I think it was he scored as many goals now so far this season than he did all with Roma last season. I mean, he's just been an unbelievable signing. Yeah, it's like the perfect marriage of Klopp's system and the role that he's playing and his professionalism quality he's bringing to the team. It's clearly the buy, buy of the summer, you know, the African player of the year today. Yeah. Accolades are going to continue coming if he continues at this pace. I, there's just He's the quintessential player in a good way for Klopp. Phenomenal quality. Seems like a great teammate, supporter of his country, taking the nation on his back literally. And it was another beautiful shot. I mean, forcing Martina to break his ankles, then using yes. Ashley Ashley Williams as a blinder, like perfect to the corner, past Preston's. It was so perfect. Pickford, excuse me, called him Preston. Um, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it was it was lovely. It was it was just a lovely finish. Jimbo, I mean. Basically, Mane didn't pass the ball because he's fight. He wanted to fight for that African Year of the Award. Maybe that's <laughs> he, he would have gotten it yesterday if he had just laid the ball off. So, um, it was. I mean, the, the attack was. They created their chances, Jimmy. They just they couldn't put them away. Yeah, and you know, would it, it's really unfair for me to say what I'm going to say right now. But I mean, honestly, it was just Mane and Salah. It would. Dom had his presence. Dom did some good stuff, but it. It was somewhat of a handicap at this moment, which is very unfair to Dom because I th- I feel like he did an okay performance. It just it just he just didn't produce, and that's something that needed to we needed him. We needed people up there who who were going to produce right now. Now, why 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 was Mane not subbed in in lieu of Salah? Why do you take Salah out right now in the sixtieth sixty seventh minute when again that joy. Or Jimmy, that that's back to my point on the, the on the substitution. Yeah, meltdown. Like, why are you taking Salah off? He's the only one that's really causing a threat across the board. You take him out and leave Mane on, who was having arguably a really poor game by yes. his standards. Yeah, yeah, by yeah his standards, it was for sure. He was, and and you know what? He might have been smiling after um, squaring the ball, not squaring the ball, and going for the shot himself. Honestly, though, as soon as that 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 goal. You know, Rooney gets to score that penalty. I thought that was the most aggressive any Evertonian player was during this match, by the way, was when Rooney kicked that pen. I mean, besides that, they did nothing. The meekest yeah, team yeah, I've ever seen in a long like time. Like it was a cup final. It yeah. was insane. But, I mean, just I feel as though that really affected Mane. I feel like that really, really affected him. And Bobby came on. It was it was too late. They, I don't think Mane's head was in the right space after that. I think that really affected him a lot. So... Unfortunate that they had to take Salah out. Magical goal, as you guys have already said. It's just incredible. Um, should have done just a little bit more. You're you're right, Brian. It could have been a cricket score very easily had that second goal gone in right before the half. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just a lot of chances created. Should have buried it. You know, a, a lot of times. I mean, so many, so many I can think of right now that. You know, to be honest, Everton had a few nice blocks in there because there was definitely a couple. I remember one of yes. Salah had a curler, uh, got headed away that looked like it, it might have just bounced before Pickford got there, uh, who actually dove for it. Uh, there was there was a couple of, like Solanke had one blocked. Um, I know there's there's a, a good like Milner had a volley blocked. Um, Salah crossed. I think that was early in the game. Um yeah, but yeah, the, it just you, you got to lay that ball off. You got to kind of seal it right there after all the momentum that you have. Salah had a huge header that he missed. I know it was great for him to get to that ball right there, but I mean, it, it was there to be had. So we we had our chances, um, absolutely. And just it, it feels like every time we're talking about the game, whenever it's going on, and, and we're texting each other in Slack, and it's like Liverpool one Oh up. It's just, you know, it's not going to end like that. Jeff, just like you mentioned earlier, we, we rarely have that. And so you're just, it's either like, all right, they're going to score or we're going to score. And it's just, it sucks watching for the rest of the game when that happens. And you see all these chances that just don't go in and you have that feeling again in the pit of your stomach, like, Oh, well here it is again. So, um, but that 
thought go ahead and lead us into our seat index ratings. Maybe we'll start with a negative seat index rating since that was kind of the tone of the discussion there at the end. <laughs> um, Painter, let's let's get uh, positive and negative seat index for me this past week. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Take that to be your negative. Yeah, there's just just a just an overarching fuck. Um, no, I I, I think there's. There's not many negatives. I mean, when you dominate possession 79% to 21% against against Everton, and they basically, I think Jimmy said it earlier, I think they had one, which was the penalty uh, draw, one opportunity in the box, and it went three shots on goal. And I mean, yeah, we had 23 shots and they had three shots. It was just, I just never, yeah, I've just never seen Everton roll over like that before. Like, and and just acquiesce to the, uh, to Liverpool like that in a, in a Derby. So, um, my negative seed index is obviously the one, one draw when we absolutely ran the show and I'm just going to put it on the entire game itself. I thought Everton came and just they—they're they, just—they—they they signed up for losing and and signed up for it not being a blowout before the the ball was even kicked. And you guys have all had games against your rivals, your arch rivals. You do not go into any one of those games, no matter how bad you're outmatched, thinking you're not going to put in your best effort. And I got to be honest. The fact that the Everton fans were jumping up and down and and, and going ballistic when they got a one-one draw and it just I, I I just laugh at it like you got to be fucking kidding me that's 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 how you treat this situation. Um, so by and large, my my negative season index was the fact that we drew and they celebrated like they won you know the Champions League. Um, in terms of my positive season index. It's pretty easy um, to say Salah, but I'm not going to say Salah because I'm sure somebody else will. And but my positive seedness has to be Joe Gomez. I thought he was absolutely fantastic on the day. I know he didn't have a lot of pacey wingers running at him, and he didn't have to track back and and was super stout defensively. But any aerial ball that came his way, anytime he had to deal with something, he dealt with it. Uh, he was strong from the word go uh, in the match. He was fantastic. So Joe Gomez for me, I thought he was outstanding. I cannot wait till we start using him at center back. Uh, but right now he looks like one of the best right backs in the league. It's <laughs> a good shot. Yeah, he, he, look, he looks really, really solid this season. Uh, Jimbo, what do you got for us, man? Positive and negative seed index? Positive for me is actually going to be going the other side of Brian did uh, Robertson. I, I, there you go. I was excited. I was excited, as I mentioned earlier, with with what he produced and uh, his willingness to go forward. That he did pretty solidly in the back. It was just good to see somebody who was excited. I feel as though he was excited to be out there. Obviously, because he hasn't played in a while, I was excited to see him out there as well. So positive for there, Robertson. Uh, negative. So many obvious things, right? So let's let's do what Brian did again and not talk about the most obvious thing here. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel <laughs> about the interview Klopp had uh, after the after the match, where he just <laughs> very somber. So, oh, yeah. he, oh, he but, was pissed off, but he was, was pissed great. as well, and <laughs> I, that's why I'm not sure if if see. I don't want to categorize it as a negative because, like, at the same time, I'm like, fuck yeah, Klopp, yeah, you you fucking tell him, you know, it's not a fucking penalty. I don't care what you say, but in my heart, I know it's a penalty. So, I mean. You're just playing it up to the cameras, Klopp. And I think that's fair. You protect your players. You protect their morale. You tell them it's us against them. I think that will that will rile them up. But it's just so blatant to me that I'm just like, oh, I'm, I feel kind of put off by it. So uh, a very, very weak negative seat uh, index is there is Klopp's reaction at the end of the game. Yeah, there weren't terribly too many negatives anyways this week, so... Tough to find a couple. Jeff, what do you got for us? <laughs> I think that was the first maybe seat index. Um, so, yeah, my <laughs> my negative is the starting 11. Uh, it's kind of going to the point of the pod. It just, the, just, just who you start and the dissonance that is now apparent. I mean, 
Klopp doesn't put the same level of importance. This could be like a you know what's happening in professional football. Not the same importance in the captaincy as say the supporters do. So there's distance there. And then with this, with the starting eleven, we all of us treat Everton as a big, big tie, and it is. It's in town, and not for him. It's just a, playing another lower table side. Therefore, trot out the B team. So that that was my negative, unfortunately. And for the positive, since I never do this, I'm going to pick the obvious positive. I never get this chance, so I'm going to lean into it. Salah, African Player of the Year. Yes. It wasn't Mane and his bicycle kick. That would have been awesome if it went in. But Salah, what else is there to say about a guy with that pace, with that maturity, playing with such confidence, that hit on the ball, the moves? I mean, to Painter's point, he was the only consistent threat for the entirety he was on the pitch i was going to say 90 minutes but he was on for 73 whatever uh <laughs> he was the guy <laughs> he was the only guy with it with a nose for goal and and the consistent threat for everton and everton of course had zero yes yes well done um i'm gonna go ahead and start with my negative could go with Mane not passing it could go with the the starting 11 um but i'm gonna go ahead and go with we had 12 corners and we didn't score off another corner. I feel like I need to look at our percentage of how many times we score off a corner and like what the average is, because I feel like we never do. And it's, it's just really frustrating. I know we don't have Mati in to kind of blame right now. Uh, Joe Gomez had a good chance, but again, I mean, Emre plays center back for one game and scores off a headed corner. So um, can get a little frustrated again, having, you know, you have that many chances, whether the ball falls in the box and, you get a second touch on it, whatever it is. I mean, you just you got to put one of those away. You, you're getting 12 chances there. You got to got to get a couple good chances there. So uh, that was my negative. My positive, gentlemen. What a Champions League draw! Thank goodness we got Porto. I mean, <laughs> Love I don't want to say like I don't want to. I'm knocking on wood right yeah, now. Yeah, knock on wood hard, please, Joey. I mean, knock on wood. But you, we all would have taken that in a heartbeat for sure. I mean, that's the one all of us went to bed praying for. Yep. Not Basel. Yeah, I mean, no, because of those bad memories. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're no, yeah, in. I don't want to talk about Basel. Yeah. No, no. Um, but, but yeah. Porto, I mean, yeah, there's, there's no like huge history. Um, no, no rivalry real, real between, really between them. Um, I know a lot of the, the local fans or people who are able to go are really happy with that job, being able to go to Portugal on the away, on the away trip. But, um, right. yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, I thought it was a, a solid draw that, and, and also just, Seeing that um, some of the big boys are going to cancel each other out with uh, Barcelona and Chelsea, one of them's going to be gone, and then it's PSG Madrid. and uh, Madrid. That's right. So one of them's going to be out as well. Yeah, um, you got so Juventus yeah, and Spurs. Yeah, yeah, Juventus and Spurs. That's big. That's huge. A huge game. So um, huge couple of games. So uh, I guess my Champions League draw as a whole uh, was was definitely my positive this week. Um, I was at work and, or I was like waking up for work basically. And the first thing I saw, it was just great news to start the day. So I'm um, really pleased with that. Also, I, I just do want to give a quick mention. Um, I know he, he's on Everton, but it was good to see Aaron Lennon get back out there. Um, I know he had suffered with, you know, some, some mental health issues and such um, and, and, and been struggling, but uh, it was, it's just good to see, you know, him recover and go get the, the help that he needed and get back out on the pitch. So um Good, good to see that. Good job. Uh, let's go ahead uh, really quickly and and move on. Uh, gentlemen, Not really not too much to say about this West Brom preview. We'll probably just get some score predictions just seeing as how they have been brutal this year. Like Liverpool need to win this game. West Brom, I don't think they've won since August. They just lost to Swansea um, and had three draws before that. So there's really not too much to say about West Brom except – I know it's a midweek game, but we have some fresh bodies coming back in the squad, and 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 he's it's in. There's no excuse not to win this well, game. Well, right it, now. It, it, it's the only excuse we have is the fresh bodies are coming in because we didn't fucking play him against Everton. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll have a, str- a strong lineup. So, um, gentlemen, assuming that uh, let's just say maybe Emery comes back into the side, and you would think Phil and Bobby come back into the side. What would your score prediction be, Painter? <clears throat> Fuck, are we home or away? We're away, right? Home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. away? Sorry. Home? No, we're at Anfield. Yeah, it's at Anfield, guys. 
Get all with right. it. All right, damn. I thought, okay, I thought I was Listen, I, that's why I was asking the question because I wasn't sure. My my score prediction is is if we if we don't take the next two games, if we don't take six points out of the next two games, then Klopp's entire strategy is going to be called into question. Now it's going to be called into question anyways because we drew against the blue shite, but. If we don't get six points in the next two games, then it's going to be really called in question, his rotation. Um, I think we come back with a strong lineup. Um, I think you're going to see Firmino, Coutinho. I don't know how you keep Salah out of the lineup, to be honest, uh, just because he's scoring for fun right now. So you might as well keep riding that that hot streak because it's not going to last forever. And then uh, you, you put Monty back in, and it's at home. So you go strong. You go Genie and Sean uh, in the midfield. I think Love Henderson. that pairing. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to go. You got to go those two in the midfield because <clears throat> Hendo, Hendo's just not on form right now. And they so. just play well together. Emre and Genie just, they, they mesh well. So well, I, I like agree I, there. Yeah, like I was saying, like I think if you put those four up front, you can have Genie and Chan sitting in front of the back right. four protecting them. Because you don't need to have those two running forward to to create and, and score goals. Because you've got those four up front. So I think I I, I don't know. Alan Pardew is a, such a twat. So I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know how he's going to set up. It's going to yeah. be ten behind the ball, and it's going to be miserable. And he's going to make it horrible type of fixture to watch. But I think we get it done. I think we get it done three one. Um, I think our defense ships a goal because we like shipping goals. Um, and you know, I think we get it done three, one though, boys, Jeffrey, these, the games all the way through the new year. I mean, these are all very winnable games. West Brom, Bournemouth, Arsenal, Swansea, Leicester, Burnley, and then Everton again on the fifth. I mean, up until the middle of January, these are all winnable games, but it all starts right here after this draw, you know, a disappointing draw. You got to pick yourself back up and get some momentum before the Arsenal game, you know, on the 22nd of December. Indeed. And I love how you threw Arsenal right in there. Like winnable games, all of them. Arsenal, <laughs> like no big deal. Shite. Just for Jack. <laughs> Let's have another Jack Wilshire conversation. Um, so, yeah, we got to redeem ourselves. I mean, a lot of pressure on the team, but, uh, and we are at home, but, uh, Pardew, to Painter's point, he's not going to set up much different than Pulis, so it's going to be everyone behind the ball and trying to catch us on the break. And for that, I'm expecting with so long as we get our quality out there, two uh, 0 Two 0 Defense right, Jimbo, shows up. Hopefully, Jimbo, what do you got? Let's see. Uh, watching as, as you've already mentioned, uh, Joey, their their form for the past four matches is draw, 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 wi- uh, loss. The one yeah. thing that worries me is that that draw that they got against Spurs, uh, they they did it at Spurs home, of course. So that's the only thing that worries me. But Klopp puts back on the Samba boys, got Bobby, got Phil. You get Salah. Just I they they should be able to take care of business. Hopefully you have Coutinho and Bobby, um, you know, in a way, telling Klopp what the fuck and uh, putting on a good performance at home at Anfield so that Liverpool can can take all three points and hopefully start a winning streak through the next couple of, well, next few Hethic weeks. That's going to be very important. This is what Klopp has been preparing for. If you listen to his press conferences, if you pay attention to what he's saying, this is what he's, this is what he's been doing. He said that he benched both Bobby and Phil because this is the season to rotate. All right, time, time to prove what, what you've been building up to this entire time. Put them in. Let's get that win and let's start that winning streak. Exactly. I, I agree with you and I agree with all you guys. Um, I'm going to just ride off what Painter was saying, just thinking about how much Pardue is just an absolute twat. And I'm going to say we bury four past him. Um, nice. Just, just go ahead and get <laughs> it done. Going back to the 4-0. Just, <laughs> just, just get it done. Just, just um, you know, don't even give them a chance chance on goal. Um, that's, a, that's our best way because we give up so few chances, but they seem to all go in. So just how about not giving any away um, next game and just to bury, bury a bunch of goals. Uh, gentlemen, appreciate you getting on. Uh, got, got painter and Jeff as usual. Thanks for getting on. And Jimmy, uh, one of the co-hosts of Canary and blue, uh, make sure you guys follow them at Canary and blue FP on Twitter. 
can hear a lot of uh, obviously a lot of Brazil talk, but also us being fans of Bobby and Phil, you can hear a lot of that as well. And uh, maybe some Lucas Leva uh, just reminiscing all the time. I know Chase is all about that. So miss him, miss him. Um, he'll be on there. Yeah. Um, and you guys can obviously follow us at talk on FP painter. Where can we find you? Yeah, it's just Brian underscore painter. And uh, that's Brian with a Y. Jeffrey. Jeff underscore Hallett, two L's, two T's and Hallett, like the mallet. And Jimbo. Uh, Jay Torrejon, I think it's underscore FP. I don't even remember my, my, my Twitter right now. I, li- I like yes. how you say that. Torrejon. It's got a little Latin vibe to it. It is Latin vibe. Because well, he is. Yeah. Over here. Yeah, there you no, go. Joey, thanks for, for also mentioning, yes, co-host of Canary in Blue, host with Chase. He was actually on last week. Yeah. So it's been a Brazilian week for it's, us. It's been pretty cool. Absolutely. It's been pretty cool. Thanks, Joey, for having me on. Good to have you on as usual, gentlemen. Appreciate getting on. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jay Vishni. And gentlemen, as always, in the West Brom game and talk on. Talk on, talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. <laughs>